0: News Radio 840 WHAS Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with the last show on the last day of 2023. And many would say, thank goodness, this, this has not been the best of years for our industry and maybe for yours. I'm not sure. But uh, I'm Bob Cicola. Again, I host the show. I also own the Cicola team over at REMAX Properties East. Joining us for this show, we've got some great people. Randy Rocky, who is already on the road this morning, on a Sunday morning. He's co-owner of Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime at 645-0736. And then also Lee Harris, who's legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow LLC. And you can reach, and fellow realtors, she knows her stuff. Uh, She's very accessible via her cell phone, which I'm about to give out to Both realtors and to anybody else who's listening, Uh, 649 7964. Hi, folks. Good to have you here. Good morning. If you're thinking about selling in the near future, good morning. If you're thinking about selling in the near future, I would love to be able to help you. All you need to do is call me. It's free, no obligation analysis. We can talk on the phone via Zoom uh, or in person, which I'd love to do. Come out and we talk. You can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 376 5483. Or you can go to BobSellsLouisville.com. All right, so we are still doing our Zoom shows via the COVID, even though it's still back up there again. Uh, COVID's back out. Be careful. Watch. Hands wash and all that stuff. Let's uh, let's go to Lee Harrison. By the way, you can see a rebroadcast of the show by going to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com, where it's our YouTube channel, which actually will have a video version of this, and you'll be able to see Randy driving in his car. We start with Lee at the uh, Limestone. Anne's ex-husband recently passed away without a will. And based on the deed, the house will go into her name and a quarter into her son's name and a quarter into her daughter's name. And so here's the question. Lee Anne is wondering if she moves back into the house and by chance gets into an argument with either of her two kids who do not live there, could they force her to leave the house and sell it? An interesting question. Lee?
1: very interesting question. Yeah. well, so they're all on title. and so the way that it's it's kind of a in-depth legal question, really, but th- there's something called a suit for partition. and basically, uh-huh. if more than one person owns a property, then you could potentially go to the court and ask for the property to be partitioned. If it's a house which cannot be partitioned, like you know, like 10 acres could be partitioned into five acres to her, two and a half to each child. Right. based on the percentages. A, a house cannot. So then they, the court would either say, okay, you have to sell it and split up the proceeds according to your ownership interest. Or, you know, perhaps it would come to some resolution where she could buy them out or she could, you know, come up with some other way to, to stay there. But yes, there is, you know, it's a long shot, but they, there is sometimes if there's a dispute, you can go to court to get it resolved that way.
0: Can they force her out of the house if she moves back in?
1: Well, they'd have to go through that court process to do that. Yeah. You know, they'd have to, they'd have to, they all have the rights to the house, you know, to, to some percentage degree. Yeah. And that means, yeah. So,
0: so I hear yes. I they could just
1: don't. force her.
0: No, but they Well, if they court. went
1: through court and they, yeah. they want, yes. I got it. All right.
0: All right, we move over to Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. Nicole wrote in this email, she said she's been watching the federal funds rate hike or lack of hike. The Fed did not raise the last time. And she is wondering, if the short-term rates are not, as we've heard say, not connected to long-term mortgage rates, why is everybody predicting that the long-term rates were going to fall? You follow the genesis? I think that's a really smart question she's asking. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. uh, yes. Yeah. So, a uh, great question. Yeah, they don't, and they do. So, that's really not a great answer, but yeah. they kind of do and don't all at the same time. But I I think the reason that she feels and people feel like that we are going to drop in rates is, again, there is a big feeling there's a recession coming uh, and that uh, with that, the only way to get out of a recession is to drop the rates and housing has to really go in. It's one of the key indicators on getting out of a recession and getting everything moving again. So The only way to do that is to drop interest rates, but again, Bob, I'm at Four point eight percent, thirty-year fix, five point nine six APR. In MLS number two six three six two, and we are absolutely rolling with the four point eight rate right now. It's been uh, we're we're we really are becoming an industry leader and in disrupting the market with the rate. Uh, so just call me and and we'll get you taken care of at, the, at at a very low rate right now.
0: Yeah, we'll give out that number in just a few minutes, folks. If you want, this is legit. This is not a pie in the sky thing. There's some some interesting caveats to this, of course, but everything has a caveat these days. Yeah. A, a reminder, this is something new, a reminder for all of you. If you've tried selling your house in the past and it hasn't sold, and you're wondering what's the problem, you need to check in with me. And to do that, make note of this new URL. Here we go. Bob oh, has Bob has buyers.com. So go to Bob has buyers.com. We have a lot of buyers who are looking for homes. Bob has buyers.com. Fill out the form, hit submit, it'll come to me. Back over to Lee Harris. Lee, you're going to love this question over at Limestone Title. Christmas holidays behind us, of course, but not forgotten. Stephanie sent us an email with an unusual problem. Stephanie says she waited until after Christmas to send the email because down the street, her neighbor went nuts this year, filling up the entire lawn with inflatables. You know what those are, right? Those are those things, right? (laughs) Yep. She writes, They were tacky and an eyesore, and she's wondering if there is no homeowner association in her neighborhood, how could she make sure that next year she doesn't have to see these inflatables? Can she report the homeowners to the city? And I have some follow-up information. So, legally, is there anything that a homeowner can do?
1: Uh, Stephanie, I I think my best answer is you're going to have to drive a different way if you don't want to see them, because unless there is some city ordinance that says you can't have something in your yard that's higher than a certain uh, height or my, my, my best friend has a Santa Claus. that's higher than a roof. She loves it. Um, I think it's crazy. <laughs> it's huge. Um, but she, uh, she, unless there's some city ordinance, which I doubt there is because it's a temporary thing. And, you know, there are inflatables and they are Christmas decorations. And, you know, but without an HOA that says you can't put certain things up, you're probably not going to have a lot of luck getting any, anybody to take any action on that.
0: Plus, you'll be labeled a Scrooge
1: right right.
0: (laughs) so this is a thing folks and you those of us listening to us may have an opinion on this a recent instagram poll of homeowners 21.4 percent of those responding said they loved holiday inflatables but in a surprising 77 plus percent said they were tacky in another (laughs) uh, so there you go in another instagram poll homeowners were asked uh, white lights or multicolored bulbs? What what do you two prefer? Lee just white got, lights. White? How about you, Randall? I like white lights. White lights. Yes, okay. white lights. All right. So 36% of those responding said multicolor. 64% said white light. So you're in the the majority of what the the poll showed. A reminder, if you want to see what our views, what our reviews and of us, our Seculder team, are you can go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com and read our reviews. We're really proud of them. Back over to Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. Ryan desperately wants to get out of his apartment and buy a home. He says in this email, the interest rates are what's really stopping him. And he's wondering if interest rates are in the six to 7% range and he buys a house and interest rates go down to five. And I know, Randy, you're going to say you're already below that with four. I got that. But he wants to know what would the cost, and I think a lot of Potential sellers want to know this what would the cost if they lock into a loan now in the sixes it re and it goes down what's the cost to refinance a loan on average
2: well well yeah that's a great question so uh, in in a lot of situations it's zero in a lot of situations it can be as much as three percent of the loan amount and that the the difference in those two is Bob uh, is that your interest rate will be a little lower if 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 you if you help with 3%. So let's say you you help 3% of the loan amount then your interest rate will be lower but usually on a refinance you can come with that with no money out of your pocket. So there's there's a, um there's just a couple ways to look at doing that so it might it will go towards the principal balance of your mortgage if you add that 3% in most situations where you don't have to bring any money to the closing table at all.
0: So are you rolling money in refinance. are you rolling in the refinance cost?
2: Yeah, right. Yep. That's- okay. That's right, and it, and it takes the principal balance of your mortgage up. So let's say on three percent, you have a two hundred thousand dollar loan currently, uh, is what you owe on the house, and then you roll into three percent to get a better interest rate. Then you would be at two hundred and six thousand when you refinance. But if there's, you know, if those numbers make sense because the interest rate is lower, and 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 and, and it makes sense payment wise and all that, then there's a lot of times that we do go with the lower interest rate. And there's a lot of times we go with the zero money and not having your principal balance go up and we go in that scenario. So it really depends on your scenario, how long you're going to be there. Yeah. There's a just a whole lot of things that go into play in that.
0: But typically your monthly payment will go down if you're doing the refi and the rates dropped a good number.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's another great question. If they don't go down, then there, there's really very few, few situations that make sense for you to refinance. Right. Gotcha. Right.
0: Back so, over to Lee Harris at... at uh, our limestone title and escrow group. Uh, Margaret's ex-husband died owing several hospitals large medical bills. Margaret and her ex-husband still both own the house jointly. We're having a lot of these questions today. I guess it's end of year. He was living there alone and she had moved out. Now Margaret is wondering if the hospitals who apparently have bills in her ex-husband's name can come after this house that Margaret owns and with her deceased husband, and try to collect on the medical bills by taking over the house and selling it. Lee?
1: Well, if they're both on title, then if he has bills that are owed out of his estate, uh, and that property needs to be sold through the estate, then typically any debts are paid. uh, Most wills will even stay, you know, funeral expenses and debts come out first. And then if there's any uh, claims on the estate, like medical bills that are filed because of the state being made public, then they probably can take his portion, at the very least, if they're both on title of that property. Um, she undoubtedly has some kind of a settlement agreement, I would assume, uh, which may help. So it's kind of fact-specific, but you know, if he has a property and it's yeah. in his estate, then that, that's always a potential that, that the bills can be paid out of that.
0: What if there's no will that was, uh, and it has to go through probate?
1: Yeah, so if there's no will, then... Uh, somehow the property is eventually going to have to be sold. So it'll have to either be an administrator appointed uh, who will then take that through probate. Uh, sometimes you can do an affidavit of consent in, in more rare cases. But at some point it's going to have to transfer title um, either to his heirs or to <clears throat> to a buyer so that they can pay off the bills. But yeah, it's, uh, it's somehow the title is going to transfer from the deceased person to someone else
0: so and i was not aware that a the medical institutions will go after a house uh, even if the party who was being treated has uh, has passed away
1: they can go after i mean any if you have any assets in your estate and you have any debts credit cards or medical bills or anything like that you know if you have any assets they could go after them sometimes they don't make a claim but uh the first thing that a that an administrator or executor does is pay pays the the uh, decedent's debts and then whatever's left over goes to their heirs
0: Okay, we move uh, over in just a moment we're going back over to Randy Rocky coming up when we come back from the break, we have solved the age-old question, what temperature should you set your thermostat at oh. in the winter time. We'll get we'll pull oh, wow. Randy and Lee, but a reminder <laughs> continuing with us, Lee Harris, who's legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow, the phone number for her to get to her cell directly, 502-649-7964. For Randy Rocky and that interest rate we talked about a little bit ago, This is important. You want to jot Randy's number down? It's 502-645-0736. If you are thinking of selling your home in the near future, next year, this year, it doesn't matter. Just call me. I'm more than happy to come out for a free, no obligation analysis. We talk about the plan and what needs to be done to get it sold. You can reach me at 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Welcome to the future of home ownership with Swan Financial. Here's Randy Rocky.
2: Say farewell to high mortgage rates with our game changing solution, the Interest Rate Buster. Listen to this. We redefined the 30 year fixed rate mortgage, offering unprecedented rates between 5 and 6 percent APR for the entire loan duration. For more information on how to get that loan,
0: call Randy Rocky at Swan Financial at 502-645-0736 that's 645-0736. NMLS 26362 and 2473. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425- 6,000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale, a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You
1: deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to we dot You'll be glad you did.
0: News Radio 840 WHA, ask Bob Secolar, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you very much, Barbara Karkman of Shark Tank fame. We appreciate your endorsement and we appreciate your being a mentor. We continue to the top of the hour with Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy. Uh, to get a home loan, which does a great job, 6450736 is his direct number. Lee Harris for closings, great place, and you got to try the cookies uh, over at Limestone Title and Escrow. You can reach Lee, who is legal counsel there, 649 7964. And if you are thinking of selling your home now or in the near future, please don't hesitate. Give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. You can. Uh, give me a buzz at 502-376-5483 for a free no-cost obligation, no obligation. All we got to do is sit down and talk or in person or on the phone, or you can go to com. And we, uh, many of us, are always wondering, what should the temperature be when it comes time to set the thermostat during the winter months? Lead, let's start with you. Do you have a preferred temperature?
1: Yes, it's very different than my husband's. He uh-huh. probably... <laughs> <laughs> he would probably put it at about 68. I probably am a little hot. I'd probably say 70.
0: Okay. So you like a little hotter there.
1: Yeah. All
2: right. Randy, how about you and Tracy? I like it about 70. She likes it about 79, but I don't, <laughs> uh, we say it 70. Wow.
0: That's a discrepancy. <laughs> no kidding. Well, according <laughs> to... Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, i <laughs> According to the Department of Energy, setting your thermostat to the lowest comfortable temperature, which is typically 68 degrees in the winter, helps slow down heat loss for homes with a regular furnace or baseboard heating system. However, that's not the case for homes with heat pumps. Dialing down the thermostat too much can make a heat pump less effective. Plus, everyone, yeah, everyone has a different comfort zone as we've just described because 68 degrees can be an ideal temperature for a house in terms of reducing energy consumption but it doesn't mean it's right for everybody some people may prefer to get this to set the thermostat slightly higher at 70 degrees and that's okay so the best place to locate a thermostat is on the interior wall that it experiences the natural airflow of the home not an exterior wall and i would dare say Randy to keep peace in the house you may want to go up a little higher than your 70 But that's 68 to 70 is generally where the the suggestion is to save as much money as you possibly
1: can. That's good news because we just put in a heat pump. So I can't wait to tell my husband. Oh, there you go.
0: (laughs) I will will tell you that um, I like it 68, but I I have seen it go down to 67, but I get cold. So it's amazing. One degree. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Back to the questions we have. This one again for Lee Harris over at Limestone Title and Escrow. Amber wrote us with this heart-wrenching email. She says her husband is 71, her daughter is 45. She says they really do not get along on the the husband and the daughter are at odds all the time. And Amber is asking how she can make sure that her husband does not write their daughter out of the will if Amber, the wife, passes away first. Heart-wrenching. So what would you suggest, is there a way to make sure the husband can't do that you're shaking your head yes so i presume that it is
1: well what, I, what it's gonna it's gonna be amber that's gonna have to take the proactive stance here because if she has some assets of her own what she can do is set those up in a trust and that trust the beneficiary of that trust could be her daughter so no matter what uh, after she passes if a trustee takes over then she can make sure that that her assets and she can also have will of course yeah. uh, go to her daughter uh, she can't necessarily prevent her husband from doing what he does with his money, uh you know, after she passes, but she can certainly uh, take care of her daughter in her own way.
0: What about the house? Since if it if it's in Kentucky and with our courtesy uh laws apply, it's half and half. So she leaves her half to the to the daughter. Is that how that would work?
1: Well, if it's in survivorship, then it would go to the husband and it would be his house totally. Oh. Yeah. So it depends she'd have to look at her deed to see how if they're if they're in survivorship. I got if it. So that it's his house at fund Death.
0: That's why it's so important. If you, when you're buying a house to make sure you have the deed written in the correct format that you want. Yes. Especially for kids. If you've got kids back over to Randy Rocky at Swan financial, Justin is planning to buy a house. His first one in 2024. And he says in this email, he is uh, not sure what his credit score is. So he's wondering how should he go about, and this is a good question for anybody. How do you go about checking your credit score before applying for a loan? Where would you go, Randy?
2: Uh, I wouldn't go anywhere besides going to an actual company, and I, I'll tell you why. Because you know, when when something's free, it's usually there's a reason why. Oh, so, yeah. free credits places I, are usually not very accurate, and and I would have your credit pulled by a mortgage company.
0: So, start shopping for a mortgage company. Swan would be one of them, and they can pull. And it doesn't hurt their credit if. They,
2: you pull a credit score? In my opinion, it doesn't. Now, there's all kinds of different theories, and the reason I say that is, is you're buying an asset, and I don't think the credit report's ding you for that, but uh, there's a lot of people that disagree with that statement. I want to throw a disclaimer out there that it could possibly hurt your credit but I, or, or lower your score, but I don't think it does. Okay.
0: Lee Harris, Limestone Title. This question comes from Brian. He sent us an email. His wife, Rachel, received a $1.5 million payout from her, her employer when she retired. How about that? That must have been some bonus. Mm-hmm. Yep. $1.5 million. So Brian says they've been married 48 years. Things have not been as good as he had hoped in recent years. And he's wondering if he files for divorce, is he entitled to 50% of that employee, employer payout?
1: Uh, well, that's a good question brian it's going to be a little bit more difficult to answer than just those facts so um it's probably best you know to consult a family law attorney about that because everybody's situation is certainly different and a lot of it depends on of course the length of the marriage which a 48 year marriage is long and then what other assets you may have and and so there's a lot more factors that go into than just you know a simple yes or no
0: yeah, so I, I hear you saying we we really can't go down that road. There's not just not that much information right. that we can do. But do, yes. I think your your suggestion is to talk to a family
1: family law attorney, attorney and they'll be able to give him all his options on that. Yes. Okay, got
0: it. Back over to Randy Rocky. Elizabeth listens to our show all the time. She has heard us talk about home buyers not needing a twenty percent down payment. That's right. And she's well, asking how right. little of a down payment can she And other home buyers get away with when buying a home. What's the bottom line on
2: that? Yeah, we can can go zero money down, but just you pay more in interest rate. But we can go as little as zero down.
0: Zero down. Now, is that a special loan at that point, FHA or something along those lines?
2: Uh, Yes, it's an FHA loan. And we can go through a housing corporation, depending on the state, or we can do FHA loan, that they have zero money down, just a regular FHA loan. But again, you would pay a higher interest rate, but in a lot of situations, that's what people wanted to do because they don't have any money down.
0: So give me an example. When you say a higher interest rate, are we talking about yeah. one point or how much are we looking at?
2: Uh, usually about two and a half points difference, two to two and a half points difference on a no okay. money down home.
0: Got it. Okay. Yes. Back over to Lee Harris at Limestone Title and Escrow for uh, this question. Ethan bought a new home from a builder four years ago and recently discovered some foundation issues. There are cracks and water seeping through the basement walls. He says he wants to go after the builder to repair the cracks and leaks, but a friend of his says it's too late. The home warranty was only for a year. Ethan is wondering in this email, is he out of luck? What would you say on that? That could happen to a lot of people who own it. Yes, that's a
1: real... That's a really good question, Ethan, because most of the builder contracts will have, generally, they'll give you a one-year written or verbal warranty on the work. And that means that during that year, they will come back and, and fix whatever is wrong. Um, of course, you have to know that it's wrong in order to ask them to do that. So uh, depending on how strong the language of the limited warranty is in the builder's contract, it's possible that he could argue that it is a not a not not a one year thing, but a one year from when he found out about it, which is the discovery rule, in which case he could say, well, I just found out about it last month, so I should have more time to bring a breach of contract or a or a negligence type of claim outside of that limited warranty.
0: Got it. So and this is an eye opener for anybody who has a new home, is that it may not be just a one year. And I know there were some builders at one point, they were offering 10 year on structure, but again, it depends on each builder that you're dealing with. A reminder, we love our listeners. We love our sellers. We love our buyers. And if you want to see what sellers say when we have a closing, because I interview a lot of them, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com, LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Back over to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Cynthia sent us an email saying she is a little behind on her finances, and she was wondering with the holidays having just come around and now New Year, what happens if she misses a mortgage payment brandy
2: uh, detrimental to your credit uh, that, so i yeah. don't recommend doing that at all yes very very tough if you miss a mortgage payment
0: so you know with you, the we all lived through 2007 8 9 10 11 12 and there were foreclosures short sales what's the going principle now for a mortgage company i know it differs from mortgage company to mortgage company but how how long can a homeowner live in a house before the mortgage company starts putting together paperwork to have them evicted and take over the house at this point do you know
2: uh usually it's when you go 90 to 120 days late and they typically start uh, the process you know within two or three months after they get in that they're in that scenario and and so usually the, the time you are not paying to the time you lose a home is within you know twelve to eighteen months.
0: So the, the obviously the would be the best thing not to be late. But if she's late right now at the very minimum, it's going to hurt impact her credit. Is what you're saying, right? Right. Okay. That is correct. All right. I wish you the best um, on that one. We who knows. Yeah. It's, it's a tough time of the year. Recent poll going back over to Lee Harris over at Limestone. Recent poll indicated 19 percent of home buyers bought a home based on the community that was uh, if it was pet friendly. Danielle wrote us an email explaining she has two small dogs, but found out that several condo associations in town have rules against having more than one dog. And yeah. she really wanted to live in a couple of those condo communities. She's wondering, is there anything she can do to get the approval for two dogs if? If they require that they only have one dog, What's, what are her options at this point, Lee?
1: Yes. So condo associations are run by the people who live in the condos. So um, they all have bylaws and those bylaws state how they can change their rules. So one thing is maybe this rule is really old and maybe a lot of people in there would like to have two dogs or even have two dogs. Maybe they're just kind of skirting the rules and nobody's enforcing it. So one thing you can do is you can go to the the powers that be, the board, the pa- president of the, of the HOA or the property manager and say, "Hey, is there any way to, you know, to put on an amendment uh, to see if we can get this this rule changed? And if they change it, then that's great. Um, there are, uh, of course, some animals are considered service animals. So sometimes, if if the person needs the animal for their physical or mental disabilities, sometimes uh, they can get a, a service animal certification and then prove to the condo association that they need those." uh animals and then they're not considered pets so um there's a statute that says what you have to go through in order to prove that uh rightfully um but also sometimes uh condo associations you know maybe don't even enforce their rules so it might be one thing to ask around and see if you know if this rule is sort of uh, even uh being enforced and if not maybe talk to the to the people to see if uh you can get sort of a special dispensation that's probably best thing to do least likely yeah yeah
0: we are out of time hopefully that answered the question our thanks to randy rocky over at swan financial you can reach randy at 645-0736 also lee harris legal counsel limestone title and escrow so you can apply for the loan at swan you can get your loan closed at limestone you can reach lee at 649-7964 and if you think of selling your home i would love to be able to help you at least meet with you talk with you free no obligation we come up with a plan you can decide what you want to do you can reach me anytime on my cell phone 376-5483 or go to BobSellsLouisville.com. have a great start of your 2024 we'll see you the next sunday right here on news radio 840 whas
1: happy new year